Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My man Joe Fortenbaugh with the Gambling Insight is just a moment away here on the Goodyear hotline. But I didn't want to not answer the question. I asked the question at the end of the previous hour and then I ran out of time to answer it myself. And that is, I told you that our football power index loves Green Bay here and then considers all of the likeliest Super Bowl matchups to be the Packers and someone. Generally, because whenever everyone thinks something is going to happen, my inclination is to go the other way. And because I've promised myself I would never bet against Tom Brady again. Um, And because I picked them before the season started. For all those reasons, I know it's not a popular opinion. I think the Bucs are going to wind up winning the NFC. I think they're getting people back. Their defense is getting healthy at the right time. If Fournette comes back healthy, that's the big one. Fournette with that hamstring. If he looks like he did before he got hurt, when he was like, he went for about a five, six week stretch where he was like an MVP caliber player. If he looks like that again, I think they have a chance to make a deep run. The problem I have, Nuno, is that my preseason pick was Tampa and Cleveland in the Super Bowl. And the Browns made me look even worse than they made themselves look by making that prediction. The AFC is wide open. I can't make a pick. I can't pick Tennessee. I just don't have the same kind of faith in the quarterback. I know they've been the best team to the one seed and everything, but in a big matchup, are you going to go Tannehill over Mahomes? Are you going to go Tannehill over Allen? Are you going to go Tannehill over Burrow? I just I have a ha- hard time doing it. i got to pick one of those teams. I guess I have to go Kansas City, even though I don't, I don't believe in it at all. Let me actually bring Joe Fortenbaugh in on that, because we're going to do all the games here and, and have him give you the insight on all six of these playoff games. He's our betting analyst extraordinaire. Joe, good morning and thank you. But let me just start with that. What does Vegas think? Who does Vegas think is going to win the AFC? Kansas City is your favorite right now, um, and you make an excellent point. You know, Tennessee's sitting there as a number one seed, but they haven't gotten the full buy-in. They haven't gotten the buy-in from the public. I think it's for a variety of reasons. You know, number one, they don't have the superstar household name at quarterback. It's comfortable for us to pick the Packers because we know we get Aaron Rodgers. It's comfortable for us to pick the Chiefs because we know we get Patrick Mahomes. We'd probably rather lose with that comfort than take a shot on someone like Tannehill, but it is interesting the pricing you can get on the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC. You know, there's a few things that are different about this team this year than years before. You know, when they came up short in the past, they were going out on the road in the playoffs. They're not Mm going to have to do that this year. You know, they were in a situation where they were in this stacked AFC where Brady was still with the Patriots and the Chiefs were at their absolute best. That's not the case anymore. You know, Lamar Jackson was going 14-2. and That's not the case. It's a more wide-open AFC. So if there was a year for Vrabel and his team, this would be the year. The deck is set for the Titans. I kind of like that. When you say the price, why? what what, what what kind of numbers are we looking at there? I haven't brought up the most recent, but generally when you're talking about the number one seed, they should be a favorite, sometimes an odds-on favorite, maybe sitting somewhere in the neighborhood of minus 120, mm-hmm. minus 140, depending upon how definitive they've been throughout the course of the season. But for the Titans to win the Super Bowl, it's plus 850, which is essentially a little bit more than 8 to 1. $100 returns 800. You know, compare that with the Packers, who are plus 380. That's the other number one seed. Those odds are cut in half. And then to win the conference, they're plus 330. They're behind the Bills who are playing this weekend against the Patriots so there's some value there a little bit if you can get behind the fact that you know Ryan Tannehill has to be your guy but just remember something if the Titans were to go on a run and to win this whole thing we're never going to look at Tannehill the same way we never looked at Joe Flacco the same way after he won the Super Bowl and then he fell off a bit and we took our shots but you know it 
it's easy to sit there and say it's never been done before right up until it is done. And then when it's done, it changes the narrative completely. I like that a lot. It's great insight, as we always get here from Fortinbaugh, who's on the Goodyear hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. All right, let's do what we planned here. Let's do all the games in the order in which they will be played. Cincinnati hosting Las Vegas. The Bengals are a five and a half point favorite. What do you like? Money came in on the, the Raiders early in the week. Bengals opened six and a half. It's down to five and a half. So we are seeing Raider money. I would play the over here, which is as low as 48 and a half. Uh, Paul Brown Stadium has been the house of shootouts this season. Cincinnati ranks 28th in the NFL in points allowed at home. That crowd noise does not help that defense. They gave up 40 plus to Cleveland. They gave up big numbers to the Chargers, to the Niners, uh, to the Chiefs. Some of those games were wins, yes, but they still give up a ton of points. They got a top seven off in terms of scoring and yards per play and the Raiders are a very different outfit with Darren Waller on the field versus without. They're scoring a little over 23 points per game with Waller. They're scoring about 18 points per game without. I think that added boost for the Raiders, the Cincinnati defense, and Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati offense, their ability to score points. I see, I, I'm surprised this isn't 50. I'm going over the total in game number one. The number I have in front of me is 48 and a half. Fortinball likes the over. The Saturday night game and I'm consumed with these cold weather games. Actually, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you know the answer to. It's unfair. But generally speaking, does the the um, the, the weather these these the, the, the crazy weather games does that impact the total? Like, I can't believe that there isn't less scoring. I should have looked this up. I can't believe there isn't generally less offensive output and less total points scored in these freezing cold games. Is there any chance I'm wrong about that? Okay, so we're talking specifically about temperature because right. one thing when it comes to totals, wind, as we saw in the first meeting bet- between these two teams, wind is what can kill the passing attack. Snow and rain can be overrated. Defenders slip much easier than offensive players because the defenders don't know where they're going. The offensive players know where to plant their foot. So there's an edge there. When it comes to cold weather, there's a narrative out there that just because it's cold, it's going to be low scoring. Uh, Warren Sharp from Sharp Football Analysis did an excellent dive into this very topic recently. There are a few things you need to consider. You can't go back to the 70s and the 80s and bring that data into play because when you do, you're talking about a very different style of NFL football. Right. It wasn't as pass heavy. Teams weren't going on fourth down as much. They weren't going on two-point conversions as much, if at all, back in that day. And you also had different rules that allowed defenders to maul offensive players. So when you study something like this, you have to use current rules and current situations so you can get the best result from your data. And what we're seeing is it isn't really that low scoring. Mm. That when you drop below 20 degrees, you don't see more unders than you do over. So that is something to keep in mind. Okay. This is why I have you because I can ask those questions and and not make a stupid bet. So I got Buffalo hosting New England tomorrow night. The Bills a four-point favorite. The total I have is 44. What do you like? All that being said, I do like the under here at 44 points, and I would go ahead and I would lay the four with the Bills, but I'd make that a half-unit wager. It wouldn't be as much. Uh, what we're looking at with the under... Look, we have the top two teams in the NFL in terms of scoring defense. They've played each other twice. There's a lot of familiarity there. The defenses are going to become in the play, especially New England's who got embarrassed at Miami last week. The key for this game, with my two picks, Mac Jones, home versus road. At home, much better. 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions. On the road, six TDs, six interceptions. Interceptions. He does not play well on the road. He's completing 48% of his passes in two games against the Bills with no touchdowns and two interceptions. I like Buffalo to cover for a half unit bet, but I do like the under 44 for a full unit bet. Greeny and Fortinball with me here. Joe is our gambling insider extraordinaire. Let's go to Sunday. Tampa hosting Philly. The Bucks are an eight and a half point favorite. The total is 46. What do we like? 
Everybody's going to be on Tampa Bay here. Six-point teasers, all that stuff. I mean, they're the number three run defense going against a Philly team that they can't run. They're going to be in trouble. Very popular. What I think the smart guys are playing is the under in this game as well. It opened up around 48 and a half, and it got bet down to 46, mostly because of that concept. Philly wants to run the ball. They're number one in rushing. Tampa's going to be able to stop them. And if Jalen Hurts can't get it going with his arm, Philly's going to have nothing from an offensive perspective. But Philly does bring a pretty good D to the table. And with that banged up wide receiver unit and Darius Slay hopefully shadowing Mike Evans, you might be able to limit, not stop, but limit what Brady brings to the table. I play under 23 points in the first half and under 46 points for the game. Love it. All right, next, we got Dallas-San Francisco in maybe the most eagerly anticipated of all the matchups, and this one is the game Vegas thinks is the closest. Cowboys a three-point favorite. The total is 51. Joe Fortenball, what do you think? Let's start with the total. It opened 48 and a half. Lots of money on the over here, pushing it all the way up to 51. So this could be a high-scoring affair, at least the way it's priced and being bet early. No movement on the side. Started three, still three. I have no bet on this game as of right now. I'm sitting and waiting, and if it gets to three and a half, I will play the 49ers in this matchup. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta before he went to San Francisco. His head coach was Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is the defensive coordinator in Dallas. Quinn has done an excellent job with that unit this season, but Shanahan knows him well. Shanahan knows how to attack that defense. He knows what Quinn wants to do, and I think that's a big edge for the 49ers coming into this game. I like Dallas. It's not going to surprise me at all if they find a way to win this game, but I'm strictly betting pricing here. If the hook shows up at 3.5, I'm going to be betting the 49ers. All right, next game, the Sunday night game, is the one that no one gives the Steelers any chance at all. They're a 12.5-point underdog at Kansas City. The total is 46 and a half. What do you think, Joe? This is another underplay. I've got nothing on the side. There's been no movement. I don't feel like laying close to two touchdowns in the playoffs, but I can't take the points with the way Roethlisberger has played. Go back a few weeks when these two met at Arrowhead Stadium. The closing total was 44 and a half, which is two points less than this total. Okay? Now keep that in mind because that game went over by two points. It got to 46, which is exactly this number, essentially, right? In that game, there was a late garbage touchdown scored by Pittsburgh. It never should have gone over the total. It was a dead shot under almost the whole way after the Chiefs settled down in that first quarter, and it never should have went over. So now, instead of the 44.5 closing total, which that game had, this gets bumped up to two points. I, don't, I can't see why. I think there's value in the under. They went up to 46 and a half. The public likes to bet overs. Maybe that's a thought process. I don't see it happening with Pittsburgh's offense and Roethlisberger's inability to throw the ball down the field on a consistent basis. I like this game to stay under 46 and a half. Love it. All right, one more. We go to Monday. ESPN will have the mega cast, the first ever Monday night football playoff game. The Rams hosting the Cardinals. This is the third time they've played this year. They split both times. The road team won. Rams are laying four. The total is 49. What do we like? Come watch us live bet this game. The Daily Wager crew is going to be working with the NFL live crew, Laura, Dan, Mina, and Marcus all together. We're going to be live betting this thing all throughout the megacast. It's going to be awesome. We did it last year as well for the Ravens and the Titans. It was a huge success. I've been going back and forth on this game. Two teams that are kind of limping into the playoffs. I know the Rams uh, beat Baltimore and Minnesota, but those are two games they should have lost down the stretch. Here's what it comes down to for me, Greeny. We cannot get caught up evaluating these teams for what they were. We have to evaluate them for who they are. And Arizona is not what their overall record indicates. They started the season 7-0, and and then over the last 10 games, so we're not talking about small sample, last 10 games they went 4-6. and Now when they were 7-0, and they were averaging 32 points per game. During those last 10 games, 
that number fell all the way to 22 points per game, a 10-point drop on offense. And defensively, when they started 7-0, they were only giving up 16 points per game. The defense was the toast of the town. Now, over the last 10, the defense is giving up 25 points per game. Bottom line, we've seen a 10-game stretch from Arizona where they have been a below-average football team, and I have no reason to believe it's going to change now in Cliff Kingsbury's first career playoff game against Sean McVay, who's going to be coaching his seventh playoff game and has Super Bowl experience. Stafford does worry me, yes. I'll lay the four with the Rams. Okay, I love it. It's just outstanding work. Joe, we're looking forward to watching that on the Megacast on Monday, and I will see you next week. Thank you, as always. Always a pleasure, Greeny. Have a great weekend. Best of luck to everybody out there. That's Joe Fortenbaugh again. And so if, if there was a theme here, he likes the under in a lot of different places. We'll recap those. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, this is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear Hotline, and we come to you every day from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We are brought to you by Chase. Let's hear what folks are saying. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, my favorite soundbite from the week in the NFL came from Deontay Johnson of the Steelers. So you saw Ben Roethlisberger saying, oh, we don't belong here, we stink, we're the worst team in the playoffs, you know, saying all those things. And then Deontay Johnson, who is the Steeler receiver, again, they're going to Kansas City. What did we just say? They were 13-and-a-half-point underdog. No one gives them a chance. Deontay Johnson, I like the angle he took. I like being in this situation because once, once we win, don't try to hop back on the bandwagon now because remember all that stuff you saying now. So. I love it. Once we win. I like it when players and people in that situation take that tack. I'll tell you my favorite story of that sort. Gary Barnett was the coach of Northwestern football during my favorite football season ever, which was the year that Northwestern went to the Rose Bowl. And they were getting set to play Notre Dame in the first game, a game that absolutely no one gave Northwestern any chance to win. And Gary Barnett's message to his players right before they took the field was, when we win, don't carry me off the field. They went out and they won the game, and that has become sort of legendary amongst those of us who follow the program, and I like it. I I think that that is a way of telling, it's a way of demonstrating to the people that you're in it with that I think we're going to do this. Like, no one out there thinks we're going to do this, but I genuinely do. And I brought this up on Get Up this morning, and I used to ask it to Mike all the time on the old show, and Bubba, let me ask it to you. 
in an honest moment, like if you could, if you had the ability to inject truth serum into Deontay Johnson, into Mike Tomlin, into Ben Roethlisberger, like, like they couldn't do anything but tell you the actual truth. And you said, are you going to win this game? Do you believe, not can we, like definitively, do you believe you are winning this game Sunday? What would their answer be? Yes. You think they, they, they genuinely believe it? Yes. I wonder about that. Like, like I, I, I'll tell you, like, I, I have no obvious symmetry with this, but I did play a little competitive tennis when I was growing up. And I can tell you that there were many times, Bubba, that I was getting set to play a match. And in my own head, I thought to myself, I can't beat this guy. Like, I just, I'm not going to, I can't beat him. Now, maybe that's one of the reasons I never went on to become a great player, because you have to have that total belief. I did once win a match that I thought I had no chance of winning. And, and maybe sometimes the reverse is true, right. that you think to yourself, I, I can't win, takes a little pressure off of you. Like, like maybe you think you'll be less upset when you lose. <laughs> like, like, it's the opposite of Gary Barnett. Like, instead of when we win, don't carry me off the field. I, I was playing Dana DeMeo, who was like the best kid in the area that, that I was playing in at the time. And, and I remember thinking to myself, well, when I lose, I'm going to try really hard not to be too upset and show it in front of anyone. And I beat him four and two. And I still remember it to this day. It was the summer of 1980. That's how well I remember. It's 40 years ago. And I remember it to this day that I beat this kid I shouldn't have beaten. But you think they're walking out there genuinely thinking they're going to win. Yeah, I mean, because I think it's probably always just degree, like degree. So in your mind, you're just thinking, you know, if you're the underdog, you're just thinking, oh, man, yeah, we're going to win. We're going to get this upset. Everyone thinks we're not going to win. So we are going to win. We're going to get this upset. So, yeah, in your mind, even if you're the underdog, you're just going to be thinking of ways to, for you to win. Even if people aren't going to think you're going to win, you're picturing ways you're going to get this win. Even if no one's expecting you to win, you are picturing in your head, if we do X, Y, and Z, even if everyone else thinks that's unrealistic, you're thinking, hey, if we do this, this, and this, we are going to get this win, and we're going to shock everyone. And now that may be unrealistic, but that's what you're thinking, and you're going to get that win. I think that's reasonable. Let me go through a couple other sound bites here quickly, and then we'll do the traditional Friday who you got. This next one is not going to be from someone you're expecting to hear from. You're going to hear from a Stafford, but not Matt. You're going to hear from Matt Stafford's wife, Kelly, who on Action Park Media asked the fans in Los Angeles not to sell their tickets to fans who are going to root for the other team. I'm not going to lie. I have never seen so many of the opposing team's fans at a game. And we came from Detroit, and a lot, there are a lot of good traveling teams there, but that was wild. Matthew was on a silent count. Jimmy Garoppolo was not. It was crazy. Yeah, the, the, the 49er fans completely outnumbered and outvoiced the Rams fans in an L.A. home game last weekend. Now, I don't think Arizona, while they're you know, geographically nearby, I don't think they're going to travel that way. But the reality is, when you go play for the Rams at this point, or the Chargers, you have to know you're not going to have the same home field advantage that most teams do, even in the postseason. That, that's the reason that there weren't any teams in L.A. for a very long time. If you would put the Raiders in L.A., that place would be jammed with Raider fans this weekend, or Monday night, as the case may be. If you would put, I'm not sure, maybe that's it. I mean, the 49ers had a lot of fans there the other night, so I get it. But that's the one thing, one thing to keep in mind with the Rams. They have less home field advantage than any other team playing this weekend. Let's see if it winds up being a factor. 
There's one more I need to hear. I told you early in the show today that yesterday, sometime around 9 in the morning, I started being besieged with texts with people saying, did you hear what Bart Scott just said on your TV show? And that was when Bart suggested that Josh Allen use Viagra in order to have better blood circulation in the cold weather Saturday night. I guess this was brought up to Dawson Knox, (laughs) the Bills tight end. I haven't heard this. Let's hear it together. This is Dawson Knox's reaction to that. I've heard that Viagra can actually make you test positive for PEDs. I think there's uh, something. I think there's something in there that'll pop you positive and make you miss four games. So in order to do that, I would need a prescription. Um, so I do not have a prescription. So therefore, I will not be trying that out. Um, but that would be a heck of a way to try something for the first time. <laughs> pop one of those before a football game. Um, yeah, there might be some other issues that go into that, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be experimenting with that. Okay. Fair enough. That's, that's a good job by Dawson of dancing around an obviously very uncomfortable question and doing a good job with it. We will finish up our football Friday as always with the traditional who you got. Greeny, the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Previously on Greeny. We're going to make the deal on the show with the hashtag crew. Whoever's team, because I got three NFC East fans in here. Hembo's a fan of the Eagles. Devin and Nuno are fans of the Giants. And Bubba is a fan of the Cowboys. Whichever of your teams host a playoff game next, I will send you to the game. All right, our weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Now, that is an unfortunate thing that I said, considering at the time I had no idea the circumstances would be what they are. Bubba, would you like me to send you to this game on Sunday? I am a man of my word. I will not uh, go back on that. Now, we've got any number of other considerations here, including your work schedule and the coronavirus. But yeah. it, uh, is that but by choosing that as this week's weekly rewind, 
Brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Right. Would you, are, were you, did you choose that as this week's weekly rewind yeah. because you want me to send you to Dallas? I was just, uh, just reminding everyone that it did happen. You just, I just want to let everyone know, you said that unprompted. For some unknown reason, March 9th, 2021, out of nowhere, you just said that. We didn't ask you to say it. You just said that. And then the Cowboys ended up winning. But no, we hadn't have a chance to talk for a long time because after Christmas and then you were sick. So when they, after the Cowboys clinched, we didn't get a chance to talk. I think... Given all the current circumstances, cases, and all that, I'm willing to take an IOU for next year, push it, if that works with well, you. Or let's just see where this year goes. Maybe if, that, too. If you win, the, what are the Cowboys? Are the four, right? Yeah, they would. If we need, Basically, we need the Eagles upset Tampa Bay, and then we would get another home game. If the Eagles upset Tampa Bay this week... We would get the next home game. You would. Otherwise, Tampa gets the home game, I think. Tampa, but then who's three? The Rams. You need them to lose yeah, two, right? Them, yeah. Green Bay. So there's going to be two home games. Why am I struggling with this so much? What are we doing here? <laughs> there are going to be two home games next weekend in each conference, right. right? Green Bay is going to have one of them. And then two more to go. So, so the way that Dallas winds up getting a home game is if. If Rams and the Bucks Rams lose. and the Bucks lose, right? That's the issue. All right, because I I, I want to do this. I want to send you to yeah, a game. I remember years ago we sent you to a, a Cowboys playoff game, didn't we? Yeah, I won the bet with Golick. That was preseason. I won the bet with him. Right, over under bet. I was gonna have to be his butler. I didn't have to do that. I won that. He sent me and my dad to. Uh, yeah, luckily I didn't have to do that. That would have been gross. Right. I won that. He sent me and my dad to the playoff game. That was the the year of the uh, Des Bryant against the Packers. But right before that, they beat the Lions at home. Right. In the game, they picked up the flag. Bad call. Yeah. yeah a great call. We won that game in Dallas. <laughs> So that was unbelievable. That was a lot of fun. So that was um, won that game. And then since then, they've had one playoff trip, I believe. Or no, maybe two. Two, two since then, because that was that was still Romo then. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So either way, again, I, I'm just we're just I'm just bringing it up to get right, back we'll bank into the it. mix here. I'm not so you're saying we're going to bank it. Yeah, I'm not saying you're going to. You well, what if they go to the dance? What if you wind up in so Well, I think if that's the case, we, we'll uh, we might cash it in then. We're I going. guess the point is, it's uh, I'm, I'm going to cash it in later. But I just want to remind you, it's still floating out there. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad that you did, because I, I have no recollection of having had that conversation at all. And yeah, and remember, you, I just want everyone to, you said unprompted for no reason. We didn't goad you into this. For some reason, you just said you would send me or Nuno or Hembo. I think you there. were feeling your, yourself with the, you thought, yeah, you, you, thought be you thought it was going to be Washington, and you just, like, you were so confident in, in your Washington future that this is what happened. We didn't what have was my worst pick? What was my worst pick of the offseason? Or, or going into the year, was it that Washington was head and shoulders the best team in the NFC East, or was it that Cleveland was going to win the AFC? Which is a worse well, pick? I feel like Cle- I mean, because Washington obviously got derailed when they had the injuries, but I don't know. Which is the worst pick? I, I, I think it was Washington because they had no quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you were counting on Ryan Fitzpatrick to be that guy throughout the whole year. We're saying Cleveland's going to win the Super Bowl, they didn't even make the playoffs. Right, so, like, that's pretty. I bad. said they would make the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, make, I had Tampa. Yeah, he's I had Tampa part. over Cleveland. Right. Well, they didn't even make the playoffs, so they didn't even make it to the last weekend <laughs> yeah. alive. Like they 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 got eliminated the week before the season ended. That that's a really terrible pick by me. The guy who never gets eliminated is Brady, and and before. 
before we go to who you got here, I remind you about Man in the Arena. We've got the podcast Man in the Arena with the host Gotham Chopra. It's a new podcast from ESPN Plus and the Religion of Sports. It's a companion piece to the docu-series on ESPN Plus. Ten-part podcast examining the improbable ripple effects of Brady's career. The podcast is brought to you by State Farm, ZipRecruiter, and Rocket Mortgage. Listen and follow Man in the Arena now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and stream the docu-series on ESPN Plus. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. I'll say it. Who you got? All right, who you got means time for Bubba again. He's got a variety of questions for me as we head into this football weekend. Some of them will be about sports, and then delightfully, some of them will not. Bubba, what are the first questions? All right, who you got brought to you by Granger, and let's start with Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll pick some games, and we'll go in reverse order. So we'll start with a game on our air Monday night. Cardinals at Rams. This one will be on ABC and ESPN, and it's Los Angeles, minus four. Who you got here? I'm taking the points in this, and Joe Fortenbaugh made me very, very unconfident, whatever the uncertain about this pick, because he loves the Rams in this game. But I don't. I think this game is a toss-up. I don't like either team the way they're coming into the playoffs right now. If you can get four points in this game, I would say do it. The Cardinals won in L.A. when these teams played each other earlier. Now, that was a very long time ago. We just talked about how home field advantage doesn't mean much for the Rams. So my official pick in this one, I will take the Cardinals plus the four on Monday night. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Next. All right, to Sunday, the night game. Steelers at Chiefs in the biggest spread of the weekend. We got Kansas City minus 12 and a half. Who you got? Uh, no question about this one. I said it on TV today. Everyone is talking about the Steelers like they're, like they're a joke. And they're not a joke. They're not a great football team. I'm here to tell you right now, neither is Kansas City. I, I'm, I'm in no way suggesting I think the Steelers win this game. But I am saying that I've seen more surprising things happen in the postseason than that. There's no question in my mind they make this a better game than most people are expecting. Unless Kansas City gets red hot early, and Mahomes has not done that. Historically in the playoffs, he hasn't done that. The year they won the Super Bowl, remember, they had to come from way behind to win all of those games. So if they start slow and Pittsburgh finds themselves in this game, I don't think this is the blowout everyone thinks it does. I think Kansas City wins, but I will not give the points. I am taking the Steelers plus the 12 and a half. That's the official selection. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. What is next, Mr. Bud? All right, next up, the biggest game of the weekend, 49ers at Cowboys in Big D. Dallas minus three. Who you got here? This is, for obvious reasons, the hardest one of the weekend. I have no feel for this game. I can tell you, Ryan Clark told me that he spent two hours with um, Micah Parsons for his podcast yesterday. And that Parsons was talking about how this is a game that he will go back to being a linebacker. And I think you forget, because Parsons has become such a great pass rusher, that he brings that additional element. And so I think you're going to see Parsons dealing with Kittle. And you're going to see Parsons dealing with Debo in the run game and all the rest of that. I think Micah Parsons is, he's just not your ordinary rookie. And I believe in Dak. I think they are just, let's put it this way. I think the Cowboys need this game so badly, and I think they finally do it. I hate giving points in this game because I think it is an absolute toss-up. But if it's just three, 
I will give it. Fortinbaugh told you if he get the hook in this game, he would take the points. I do this nervously, and, and let me make it clear. I would not bet this game because I have no sense of it. But for the purposes of this pick, I'm going to say the Cowboys, and I'm going to give the field goal. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. How upset does that make you, Bubba, as a Cowboy fan, that I have now put the kiss of death on your beloved Cowboys? That's okay. You know, at this point, we're throwing everything out. It doesn't matter because the Cowboys are going to win. So I'm not not too worried about it. We got everyone saying it's a bad matchup. We got you. Pay, it, hey, it doesn't matter. We're going. We're going. We're winning this. They not, can't kick. That's another problem. That, 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 that's a problem. Going into the postseason with a with a super questionable kicking game that's is another concern. Thing. That that's is, a concern. That's a legit concern. I'm worried about that. Makes me nervous. Yeah, I mean, even even extra points are an actual. I mean, you score a touchdown, you may not have seven. Like that's an actual concern. No, so. they've made the extra point an adventure. Yeah, and, and it's a, and it's a legit adventure for old Greg. So, all right, uh, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, and this is who you got with Bubba. What's next? All right, last game on Sunday is Eagles at Bucks. What do we got here for Tom? It's Tampa Tampa Bay minus. Eight and a half. Who you got? I'm going to give the points. I, I don't want to take up a lot of time because I want to save some time for the fun ones. I, I know Hembo believes the Eagles are going to run the ball against them. I, I think the Bucks are in much better shape than most people are saying. They're getting all those guys back on defense. I, I think they have been pacing themselves for this. I think they're going to need Fournette to keep going in this postseason, but I don't think <coughs> they will need him this weekend. I don't think the Eagles run the ball uh, the, the difference in the quarterback matchup here is so overwhelming. I will take Tampa, and I know it's a big number, but I'll give the eight and a half. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Bubba next. All right, let's go to tomorrow. Patriots at Bills. Supposed to be cold, which you're happy about, and it's Buffalo minus four. Who you got? I, again, it's the crazy game. It's the weather. It's everything else. I told you, the reason that... Bart Scott said Josh Allen needs Viagra because he has poor circulation. He has been bad in freezing games. When the temperatures are below freezing, he is six touchdowns and seven interceptions, and he has the second worst completion percentage in the last 15 years. Only Tim Tebow has been behind him. I think if you can get points in this game, take them. If you can get points with Belichick in the playoffs, take them. So I will take them. I got New England plus the four tomorrow night in Orchard Park. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of I'm death. sorry for that, Jim Kelly, and I hope he got the stakes, by the way. I sent these stakes to Jim Kelly because I lost that bet, and I haven't heard from him, which makes me very nervous that either the stakes didn't arrive or they're, like, sitting outside his front door right now. So, Jim, if you're listening, go check outside. There should be stakes. Bubba, next. All right, last game and the first game we all get to watch, the game I'm most looking forward to besides the Cowboys, Raiders at Bengals, and this one's Cincinnati minus five and a half. Who you got here? I love Cincinnati. I love Joe Burrow. And I'll say it again. Don't tell me he hasn't played in playoff games and that that should make a big difference. I don't know that it is any harder to play a postseason game at home than it is to go into Bryant-Denny Stadium and beat Alabama and beat Nick Saban. I don't know that there's any more pressure in this game than there was when he played in the national championship game against Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney and Clemson. So he has a history in big games, and that team is hot as hell coming in, and the weather isn't going to be that bad. I like Cincinnati in this game. I think they win it by a touchdown. I will give the five and a half. Hashtag KOD. 
the kiss of death. All right, so those are the football picks for the weekend. What else do we have today, and who you got, Bubba? All right, it's who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Let's get in a couple fun ones real quick. Yeah. Because 61 years ago yesterday, <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus was born in New York City. So, who you got as your favorite Elaine moment on Seinfeld? Julia Louis Dreyfus is 61. Wow. Have I told you that that have I told you how much I loved Elaine? Yes, like when that show have. was literally I first became interested in I've I've said this but I first became interested in Stace because she kind of reminded me of Elaine. <laughs> she had sort of an Elaine-esque quality about her and that was the first thing I found appealing. I, I loved the character of Elaine. So the most famous Elaine moment, you tell me, Bubba, I think the most famous Elaine moment would be the dance. Like when she can't dance, she's got the thumbs all out yeah, sideways. That's what most people probably, you know, most social media moment, probably that on Twitter, you see that. There are so many great ones. There's a moment where she wants in the yada yada episode where she says, I mentioned the bisque and I won't go through the entire uh, scene because it won't be funny with me doing it. <laughs> but I really like that moment from her. I, I like all the time she had a cigar, you know, like oh, she, yeah. she, her character changed so much. She was sort of a sweet character in the early years of that show and she became like a really sassy brassy kind of character as the years went on i love the episode where she's trying to get rid of the guy she's trying to get him to the airport and she 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 almost beats it but then came the van wick (laughs) but 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 so in the interest of moving it along i will i will just pick the one and i will say when she yada yada the best part and said no no i mentioned the bisque that to me is a great moment do you have one what's yours bubs um you know i I don't know. So many great moments. She was also she's even great in the uh, Festivus episode when she gets the uh, wrong. She gives him the fake number. Yeah. Trying to get the uh, the meatball sub. The, right. From <laughs> uh, whatever the, the place was called. That was a great one. Um, the Spongeworthy is a great. That's great a great moment. one. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a million there's of so them I'm not of thinking them, yeah. of here. Go ahead. She's give me great. one. More. All right. Last one here. Tomorrow, as everyone is probably aware, is National Bagel Day. So we need to know from you. What's your number one go to bagel? And what are you putting on it? Who you got okay. one minute? Let's make it very clear. I am from New York, and I am a longstanding descendant of people who know bagels. And I'm here to tell you, this is going to be a controversial statement. If you walk into a place and you order a blueberry bagel, I'm here to tell you what you are eating is not a bagel. I am very particular about my bagels. There were like five legitimate bagels. Plain, poppy, sesame, onion but there are certain things that are just that this has ceased to be a rainbow if you order a rainbow bagel just make it clear you are not eating a bagel so i like a bagel i'm going to say i like a bagel with a schmear that's what you get in new york is you walk into the deli or you walk into the bodega and you get the coffee regular and a bagel with a schmear it's as simple as that and if you don't know what it is then you're never going to Bubba, that's beautifully played today. Everybody enjoy the games this weekend. It should be great fun. And we'll see you back in Better Than Ever Monday on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.